0: Welcome back to another episode of the Multitasker Podcast for people trying to excel in their career, maintain a social life, eat right, exercise, text everyone back, stay sane, survive, and be happy. We are super excited to have our Multitasker Podcast co-host in the building, Gio Johnson. Gio, what's up?
1: What's up? How you guys feeling today?
0: Doing amazing. And we have a very special guest for this episode today we're talking about faith leaps and who other to bring on the episode than monica fitzpatrick who recently took a big faith leap in moving to la to pursue her dreams in modeling and acting monica is the queen of tall girl fashion and we are so excited to have her here monica hello
2: what an intro hello
0: thank you and <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for the intro girl but also well the intro compliment because that was, your intro. I was about to say, what? <laughs> but also <laughs> thank you for joining us at the wee hours of the morning because LA is two hours back
1: All yes. right. oh my god it's 11 so, a.m there right now no yes
0: yeah, so put some respect on her name and allow her to reclaim this time because Gio is playing he's been playing all morning y'all will not hear it but we have had to restart three times I've had Why this I intro in I have not done anything.
1: because
0: he mm-hmm. just want to play it's now, too early. Monica is
1: one of my favorite people. So why would I play on her time?
0: That's what we're trying to figure out. So Monica, tell us a little bit more about you. I know I gave an intro, but there is more to who you are than, than what was said. So go ahead and just let the people know who you are.
2: Yes. The intro was amazing. So thank you for that. But as Bree said, yes, my name is Monica B Fitz. Um, I am a tall girl influencer. I just moved to LA from Chicago. I'm originally from Michigan. And yeah, I'm 29 years old. I really just wanted to kind of like start over, like literally take a leap of faith. Never been to LA a day in my life. Never even been to California. So this was like first touchdown. Every single thing was new, but I don't have any regrets. I'm so happy I did this and I wish I did this years ago.
0: <laughs> Gio's laughing. I want to, I want to like, be one of those people like you never went to California to you move. It's crazy. Yeah. But I I so we're gonna share our stories. I made the moves to LA as well. I had only been once, so I'm just one time because you know, <laughs> cause it was the same. Like, where is everybody and everything? So I feel you on that. Gio, what is so funny?
1: <laughs> no, because I'm thinking about when I saw Monica's Insta story. And she was like, "This one way flight is booked." And then she just like, "I'm in LA. I moved. Right. I don't know anybody. I don't, I've never been here before." I said, "Hey, do we need to like 5150? <laughs> is she okay?
0: <laughs> do we have to bring it back? Geo, I want to ask you. I'm gonna. We can go around, but I want to ask you first. You know, like asking you first. How do you define faith leap?
1: I think a faith leap is a lot of times people think a faith leap is something that you do just because out of nowhere. I don't think it's just because. I think it's something that you know or you have, you know, that you're supposed to do or that you're passionate about, but you don't know how or where it's going to end up. You don't have the resources, you don't have all the answers, but you do it because you know it's something that you're supposed to be doing. You know it's something that um, is going to bring you joy. is going to take you to that next level in your life. And a lot of times, if we don't have the answers, if we don't know what it looks like on the other side, we don't do it. And so that faith kicks in and we're like, you know what? I I don't know how I'm going to get to the end, but I know I'm supposed to get to the end. So I'm just going to do it. And I've done that many times in my life. And sometimes it's worked out and sometimes it you know what every time it's worked out let me say that it hasn't worked out because even if the ending didn't look like what i wanted to look like the journey and the lessons that i took from that still added value to my life so yeah
2: Ooh, all right was, well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly like how am i even supposed to add on to that I you mean, know i i <laughs> i
0: purposely asked geo to like set the foundation these things and give definitions and i'm like well i'll say it because geo will fight me if i say geo you go first well i gotta go first so if i say we're all gonna go it makes him feel better we're oh not all God. gonna go because that was great we don't <laughs> we don't need to add on um, it was t- a setup. it was a setup a very good one yeah because that's what we got what we needed good job you Gio. set
1: me up Shout thank out you for Lala sharing Chloe.
0: I, I love that And I, I I think we've all had Different faith leaps in our lives I, I Honestly I feel like in order for you to move Forward in life and just progress And grow and be fulfilled in the midst Of it, you have to take faith leaps And people may not Know that that's what they're doing in the moment But I think with what you just said, Gio It sets a really good foundation for people to reflect And say, actually I've done that plenty Of times um, Even with just <laughs> paying bills sometimes. There are folks who are like, I don't know how this bill is going to get paid, but Mm -hmm. it's going to get paid and it has to get paid and it gets paid. So there's there's like many faith leaves and there's really large faith leaves like going to the other side of the nation. (laughs) <laughs> so Monica, just to warm us up, we do this thing on the Multitasker podcast called 10 Years Ago Today, where we check out our Facebook memories and just talk about what we where we were 10 years ago today. Sometimes it's embarrassing, sometimes it's not, but we like to open up with that and just get warmed up. So tell us where you were 10 years ago today or what your status was.
2: Oh, goodness. And this might be embarrassing because I used to say the most reckless things on Facebook, <laughs> back when my parents were not on Facebook. Um, Okay, so I have an 11 years ago, it jumps from three years to 11. So I don't know what I was doing 10 years ago. But um, 11 years ago, I made a status that said, we are all a little crazy, whether you want to admit it or not. So I think I'm pretty sure because that still stands today. I still stand by that status today. I think back in the day, people were back in the day, a decade ago, people were really like the term or the label like oh you're so crazy like you're acting crazy like just being crazy being not the norm being different being all of that and that was viewed as such a negative thing and it still is now but i think i put that out there like i like to be different so we're all a little crazy and that's okay whether we want to admit it or not like we should just accept it and you know embrace that and bask in that you know bask in that. Okay. so i love it i would still write that today <laughs> I love it
0: too and thinking of it in a more like traditional and current sense is that how your parents felt when you said you were buying a one-way ticket to la did they call you crazy did anybody <laughs> friends and family like what was the reaction i mean we, we heard Gio's reaction so right <laughs> he, and he was he was one who found out via social media so the people that you confided in while you were planning this what was their reaction
2: surprisingly i have an amazing support system so i first told my dad and he was like yo i think that's an amazing idea and he just took it and started running with it like he was like i think i have some friends there who can help you and this and that and this and so i was like yes i was hoping you were gonna say that that's why i told you first like i was kind of waiting for my dad and so my whole life my dad has been working on my brother to get him to the nfl to get him to the next level so now i'm kind of waiting for it to be my turn for him to help me um he has a lot of connections so um they did not look at it as crazy now maybe some friends that i told they were like wait you're doing what it, it was more so fearful because you've never been there because you know you don't know the outcome like how are you going to pay for things you know how how is all of this going to happen And the same thoughts the same fears that i had but like geo said taking that leap of faith and just having the faith and knowing that my god got me so regardless i will be okay
0: Outside of the physical preparation, how did you prepare yourself mentally
2: for such a big jump? Mentally, I was going through it. And yes, I have faith, but at the same time, sometimes you doubt. In small little instances, when I shouldn't doubt, I still did. And I'm still learning even now. Like, I am here for a reason. I have a purpose. And just not to doubt, my God. So, I... Ooh, went through many breakdowns up until the day I left. And even the day I got here, I had a mental breakdown. Like, this was the worst decision. I'm going back to Chicago. I can't believe I just did this. But not to let that stop you, I got myself together. And I tried not to stay in that moment. I tried to bounce back as fast as I could. It's, no, it's normal, obviously, to it is. go through ups and downs.
1: I mean, when fear kicks in, I've learned to, it sounds weird, but embrace fear. Yeah. Because when I when I look back on things that I was fearful of, usually on the other side was something that I was purposed to do or like an elevation move from God. But things that I wasn't fearful of and I walked into it, it'd be like, OK, this this was it. Or it'd be like, yeah. why did I waste my time? Yeah, because it, it was nothing there. But usually. And y'all know I love God, Um, I, I'll get churchy for a moment. The enemy implants fear in us because he doesn't want us to walk into purpose or walk into God's promise. So mm-hmm. he never puts you, he never puts you in a place of fear for something that doesn't matter or won't affect your future. He always tries to make you fearful of the things that will get you to the next breakthrough of God's promise. Yes. So that's how I always look at it. I'm like, okay, if there's a level of fear or anxiety coming over me, something good is on the other side of that. Some there's some type of breakthrough, and I may not immediately see it. But eventually Mm -hmm. I'm going to see the fruit of me taking that first step, Uh, whether it be that next day or that next year, whatever it is, I'm going to see the fruit of it. there's been many times when I've been able to look back and say, wow, if I never did this, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here. Exactly. And sometimes it's so far off that it takes you time to connect those dots. But it's like, oh, my God, like I was so scared to do this, but this Small thing led me to this big opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So that
2: reminds me of that meme, and I know everyone has seen it. It's the little picture of the little girl holding the small bear, telling God, like, Mm -hmm. I love this bear, I love this bear, like this bear is my everything, and him taking it away and saying, Don't worry, I got you. And he has a even bigger bear behind him. And in that moment, just like you said, we don't know what's coming, we don't know if it's going to work out, but having that faith and knowing that. God has something even better for you. You just have to believe it and have faith in it.
0: That's real. That's, that's. I mean, man, I just need a moment.
2: Because <laughs> it's
0: real. It's so real. And I feel, I feel like we don't talk about it enough. We don't, especially in the age, day and age of social media, which is why I really enjoy Monica's page. And I feel like her content is dope because Monica will post and say, I have attitude right now. I'll be back. Or I have attitude right now and I'm going to go do this photo shoot. Or I had a breakdown. Like Monica's very real about her journey. And I feel like we try to post the best of things uh, to create this aesthetic on social media. And we don't really talk about the entire journey as much as we should so that other people can have those expectations
1: and so perfection
0: yeah exactly we post perfection and um there's there's just so much
2: more to it so that also just reminds me of social media in general i feel like it's just a highlight reel of everyone's lives and that's how everyone treats it they're showing the highs they're never showing the lows and like you said brie i definitely want to show the lows because taking this leap of faith won't just be all good days. There will definitely be like a lot of bad days and I don't want anyone to have false expectations if they are following my journey or want to do anything similar. So yeah, that's why I show when I have bad days.
0: Yeah, it's real. I'm going to share my memory from 10 years ago. My status uh, 10 years ago, in 2012 says pizza beer netflix dot, dot dot nothing makes a girl happier smiley face emoji and it in february of 2012 i was not even a year into my la journey which is why i'm like holding back laughter so i think that this small thing brought me so much joy that i made a status about it um <laughs> so it really does like they're they're like it really is the little things like a, the testament that is the little things so i want to share a little bit about my story of moving from chicago to la just to give more color to what we're talking about like people not seeing the highs and lows I definitely did not have a glamorous transition contrary to what people thought and saw on social media. For me, after graduating college, I went back home for the summer and I wasn't able to find a full-time job. Not one that I liked, not one that I felt was paying me, what needed to be paying me after I got this degree and paid a million dollars for it. And so I decided to go back to school and, um, I enrolled in a school, I did their online program, and that allowed me to be flexible in where I was living. And so I decided I wanted to move back to Champaign, which is where I went to school. But I also knew I didn't want to be there long term. So I gave myself a deadline. I said, you can have one lease to figure out what you want to do, where you want to be and what the next steps are while you're also in school. So I made myself that promise. I moved back to Champaign and I figured it out. Once I started looking at, I knew I wanted to work in fashion. And once I started looking at things, I was like, I need to be in Los Angeles, New York or Atlanta. And so I started applying for jobs and doing research. The only place I hadn't been really was Los Angeles. I had been one time and I decided that that was still going to be on the list. Um, ironically enough, Los Angeles was the one place that had the most opportunity. I was getting callbacks for jobs. I found out I had a cousin there who had a huge home and actually rented out rooms and he had an extra room for me to rent. Um, Everything really lined up. And so when we talk about faith leaps, to Gio's point, there's a lot of fear that builds up in taking a faith leap, but there's also a lot of divine intervention and lining up of things. And so when I saw that everything was starting to line up in LA, Atlanta and New York got cut out of the deal, and I set a date. I said, May 1st, I'm out of here. Whatever happens, happens, because this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, Two weeks before that, I went down to LA. So actually, I guess I was there twice (laughs) before I moved. I went back down, and I had some interviews. Uh, So I did my interviews, and even still, I was like, May 1st is a date. Whether they hire me or not, whether I get callbacks or not, I have to go again, I said I was in school, so I was getting those refund checks. And so I saved <laughs> I saved my refund check. I had about, I want to say like $2,500, $3,000, like not a lot of money saved up to go. No, I might've had, I have five actually. And yeah, that's for sure. So I had $5,000 because I had sold my car. So I had my refund check plus my car money. And May 1st, I booked a one-way, just like Monica, and packed all my stuff, and I was out of here. Within that first week, I bought a car, which cut my money in half. So I ended up starting my journey with $2,500 in a car because, as Monica can attest, being in L.A. without a car is not what you want for your life. So I'm going to fast-track this story, but I was in the running for a position. I was in the final round. I was really just waiting to be called back. It was an airline position. And so, um, there's a lot of background checks and things like that. It just takes a really long time for them to give you a call. And so while I was waiting for them, I was just like, to be sure I should still look for jobs. And I started stressing out about money and just what was going to happen next. And I remember freaking out, breaking down, crying, like laying in the dark sobbing in in the dark by meaning i closed the shades because it was in the afternoon um just making this really sad space for myself because i didn't know where my money was going to come from and i had bills due in the next 30 days and so i called my mom and my mom said to chill out (laughs) first and foremost chill out that sounds like your mother (laughs) (laughs) right she was like you know You have always worked, you've always had a job, you've never had a problem finding a job. You will find a job. This is you've never been to LA. This is a great time for you to enjoy it. She was like, Go do things that you can't do once you have a job, like explore LA, enjoy it. And so, when she gave me that advice, it really changed my mindset. And I started going to shows and like sitting in the audience, like daytime shows. And I went to museums and I went to the beaches and I just explored the new city that i had moved to um and it gave me peace. And so i want to say more about my story but Monica what are some of the things that you've been doing while you've been in LA to give yourself peace cuz i know you've talked about the breakdowns and the the experiences you've had that haven't been so great. I mean Monica had her phone stolen the other day and i know like like she she is not just living and I, in, in rose colored glasses, like skipping through the fields, like it's real life. So what are some of the things that you've done to like reset?
2: Um, okay. So same exact thing as you, uh, I was freaking out and I had a lot of anxiety. I have, I don't have a lot of patience. I'm working on that. I'll probably be working on that for the rest of my life. Um, so I kind of expected things to kind of just start happening. Why? I don't know. But that's what I wanted to happen as soon as I got here. And so not even like two weeks in, I started getting anxious, honestly, not even a day and I started getting anxious and I did the same thing, set up this dramatic boo-hoo set. woe me, you know, in my place. And then my mom, same person, my dad too, was like, get up, you're in LA, get up, go do stuff, like go explore. And in my mind, I'm like, well, that's not why I'm here. I'm here you know, to work, I'm here to find an agent, like I'm here for X, Y, and Z. And so if I like just have fun and enjoy myself, that's somehow taking away, or that's me not being productive to get my X, Y, and Z, the purpose why I'm here. And they exactly the same thing said, no you have always worked, you need to take a break, just be happy, be at peace and something will come. Like you can't rush this process. So me trying to find my peace, I mean, at the same time, I I am a content creator and I love doing that. So me going out to take pictures and me finding new places, even if I don't want to take pictures that day because I'm in a mood, I don't want to put on makeup, whatever the reason is, I'm still trying to be productive, but be productive in a way that makes me happy. So. For me, that's driving around with my iced coffee, locating random places to go take pictures, and then maybe doing some window shopping, and then maybe just going to Starbucks and just writing my journal or answering emails, like just trying not to put too much stress and pressure on myself and just enjoying being out in this weather. That alone changes my mood completely. So me just trying to embrace and be grateful that I am out here.
1: The thing about L.A., because I've been there several times, I haven't lived there. Um, but the thing about L.A. is you never know where your opportunity is coming from. I've literally ran into, you know, big celebrities, CEOs of companies, reality stars, whoever, going to the beach, um, going to karaoke, whatever. L.A. is just such a expansive place where you never know where your opportunity may hit or you never know where you may just meet the right person at the right time, just enjoying yourself. Um, And I think that's any place in life, but especially LA, because there's always something going on. There's always, uh, there's a backyard boogie over here. There's a networking event over there. You go to get you some tacos on a Tuesday and there's a dance battle happening across the, (laughs) across the table. But um, I think that you guys got great advice um, that, I think a lot of people should have that mindset when they first get to LA because LA is just overall a fun place. It is what you make it, but people get so in their heads about my career and I have to do this and I have to be seen. And someone has to discover me the minute I touch down at LAX. And it's like, no, like it's, I I think when you move to a new place, you should become familiar with it. You should find the things that you like and you're going to enjoy and what's going to make you comfortable because On those days when you are having a bad day, you need to you're you're now disconnected from when if I'm in Chicago, I know my my favorite places to go or I know the things that I can go do with my friends. um, If I'm having a bad day or if I just need an escape, you know, in the new place, you need to find those things. You need to explore the city. You need to figure out what your new safe places or favorite things are. So when you do get to get to going and there's a bump in the road or you just have one of those days where you're off, you can go to that place. You know, you should find your comfort zones. I think that's an important thing that people miss out on when they uh, make those journeys and go to a new place. Find your new comfort zones, find your new places of peace, find your new safe places, Um, because those are very important and very key for your mental health and for continuing to be the best version of yourself when things do go left.
0: I love that you say find your comfort zone and find your new places and it reminds me of. so after my mom gave me that advice i remember very distinctly having a conversation with god and saying all right because <laughs> that's that's how i started i was like all right we got bills in 30 30- <laughs> weeks me and you father we got some bills we have a car note we have rent we have a cell phone menu, we
1: family. have
0: we have bills and i and i'm i'm just going to let it go and believe that everything will be taken care of and once i let it go and gave it to god i was really able to enjoy my experience a bit more now was i still stressed yeah sometimes but then i had to pray again like we talked about this <laughs> We got some bills and I ain't seeing no checks because no one's hired me yet. So like we still, we still, there, there will be, I want to be transparent in the fact that like we pray for things and we say that we're giving things to God, but that doesn't mean we, we pray once and give it to God and we're like, all right, cool. Let's get it done. Like, no, (laughs) you have to stay in prayer and you have to keep reminding yourself and, and put yourself back in that faith posture because it, To Gio's original point, that fear, that doubt, it will creep in. And if you don't address it, it will take over. And so I think just being being real about that. But it wasn't until I started doing that and, like, just trusting that everything would be taken care of that I was able to even find those comfortable places and explore new spaces and things like that. So I think Mm -hmm. that, and I guess I'll just, like, tie this up, tie this story up. And not leave a cliffhanger for y'all, wishes. I went on other job interviews. I remember, y'all, <laughs> I'm gonna, t- I'm, I'm, we're gonna be 100% real here. I went to Charlotte Roos and because at this point I was like, I just need to work. And mind you, what I said in the beginning, I graduated with my degree, I wanted to work in fashion, I tried in Chicago and knew that I wasn't getting my worth, all of that. I went to Charlotte Roos. And I was like, I'm here to apply for a job, whatever, whatever. I gave her my resume and she was like, you're overqualified. Cause I was applying for a sales associate position and I was overqualified. I had management experience. I had other experience on my resume that, that overqualified me for that position. And she said, you're overqualified. And I said, I know, but I need a job. (laughs) <laughs> and she was like, well, I can't, know. I'm, I'm being, I'm being for I, I literally said this to her because I was tired.
1: Like, I you know, but like,
0: like, I know, but you get to a certain point and you're like, just please, like anything. someone, <laughs> please, anything.
1: Yeah. No, so, but, I, but I'm laughing because I've been there and they're like,
0: yeah.
1: my Negro, you were a whole events manager at a
2: right. restaurant
1: <laughs> no. that's under a multi-billion dollar company. And I was like, Correct. yes, but no one else will take me.
0: But no one else, no one else will take me. Spurge she literally. Hank, please. She was like, ma'am, you interned with Kimora Lee Simmons. And I was like, yes, but I need a job <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, we're going back and forth. And she was like, okay, let me do this. Let me call other locations and see who's looking for a manager or an assistant manager. Like, let me. Let me elevate you a little bit. And I was just like, okay. And I left and I actually felt accomplished because I didn't, after all of these interviews and people turning me away, I I felt like I fought for something. And even though it might've been the wrong thing, y'all might be thinking you fought for the wrong thing, maybe, but they called me back and I had a job. And so I worked (laughs) for two days and then uh, the airline called, hello, can can we be patient please? Uh, two days later, the airline called and I got the job and started with them. So I only worked at Charlotte Roots for two days before <laughs> going on to what was my dream job working at Virgin America, which is no more. It breaks my heart. But it was an amazing experience. I went away to training. I I'm, I'm promise I'm wrapping this up. I went away to training, which is in San Francisco. It was about three weeks long and they gave us per diem. It was a paid training and it was broken up into two weeks and then a uh, one week or maybe the reverse. I remember being at training and having no money. I had paid all my bills. I had very minimal money. Um, It was like the end. I got back from training and there was mail on my bed. And one of the things that was in the mail was a check. I opened the check and started sobbing because it covered everything that God said he would cover. And it was waiting for me when I got home and I'm about to cry again. And that was like, for me, one of the biggest faith leaps that I made, but also one of the biggest reassurances that God's promise will always be delivered and mm-hmm. I will always be provided for. And I don't have anything to worry about, but I yeah. do have to be faithful and keep moving forward and be a little patient because I didn't have to work those two days at Charlotte I could have been in somebody's studio audience. I was. My hands in the air.
2: Oh, i was God. just about to say that if you didn't fight for that job that might have been a test and we just don't know that might have been a test of like how bad do you really just want to work period and the fact that you fought for that job i was like oh okay i see she really wants this i'm gonna go ahead and throw her the job she actually wanted yeah yeah and like I mean, and to our point that, that we were today. exactly to the point that we were saying earlier it's like not to stay in that bad moment, like not to stay in that, like when you are upset, like find a way because you you could have easily just been like so upset, like none of these like small little jobs, I'm overqualified or even hiring me. I'm just going to stop and just wait. And like you could have did that and you didn't and you see what happened. So a lot of times you do just have to keep pushing forward and just finding a way to still be productive, even when you are feeling down i mean like you just have to at the end you of the day have
0: to. i want to shift and talk a little bit more about what is needed to like have to take a faith leap of faith um and be successful in it outside of these big moves because i know everybody's not going to want to make a big move um i recommend it if you've never left your hometown i recommend you leave even if it's just for a year and then come yeah. back it's just your perspective and the way that you grow is it's just very unique and very special and i recommend it to anyone who is even considering it um but geo i know you also work in film industry filming filming film industry yeah i don't know why that was so it felt weird like i was missing like filming tv or but i know you work in the industry let's make it really ooh. Right. Ooh. and that's a leap of faith in and of itself so can you talk to us more about that
1: um yeah it's it's a daily leap of faith honestly because one you uh, i'll start back from when i first started in the industry um which was many 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 moons ago as people say um i i did my first commercial when i was seven um and that was just uh it was a local commercial. And it was kind of just by happenstance because my aunt knew the person that was filming the commercial and they was like, hey, we need some cute kids. She was like, I got two of them at home, my nephew and my daughter, boom. Um, So, and that's where I realized that I had the love uh, for acting. Because originally I was dancing and I was okay at it, but I wasn't great. And I was like, I have a passion for entertaining, but this dance thing not working, like the feet ain't feeding, like they need to be feeding. Um, so <laughs> Monica, don't laugh too hard now. Uh, <laughs> but when I went on that commercial set, I realized my passion at seven years old. Um, and I think that says a lot. Um, and even though I had other interests and things that I like, you know, at seven years old and when you're a child, you tell your parents, oh, I want to be this. or I want to do that. And I did want to be those things at that time. But the one thing that never left was that I wanted to act um and so when i got old enough to explore my own because my mom was a teacher she didn't know what she was doing um she didn't know how to be an industry mom she didn't even know where to start um shout out to my mother though because (laughs) this is a bad story y'all this is where the leap of faith started uh my mother when i first uh started acting i got into an after school program for acting she thought i was studying for um i think she thought i was studying for like the sats or something i I thought I was studying for like the SAT, some type of program. Um, But I was really at this after school program for theater. And at the end of this program, we did a performance. We don't put on a whole like Broadway style production of a modern day version of uh, Cinderella. Well, I guess not. It was a version of Cinderella that took place in the 80s. So it wasn't that modern. But the point is um, the week of that show. I'm getting emotional. I'm not going to pull a brie. I'm not going to cry. I slid my mom the flyer for the show um, before I went to school um, on that Monday. The show premiered that Friday. And I didn't, my mom has always been supportive, but like when you think the industry, they always tell us like, that's not a guarantee. That's not something you should do. You need a backup plan. In my heart of hearts, I did not have a backup plan. This was my last year of high school. Um, I was at an agricultural high school majoring in animal science and I didn't want anything to do with animal science um, that Friday night I didn't know whether my mom was going to show up or not um, and at the end of the show a I go out for my bow and not only is my mom there there's a whole row Aww. full of my family. My mom, my aunt, my cousin, my grandmother, um, cousins from out of town are there. And that was like my confirmation. And even in the hallway after that show, my mom tells me like, yo, if this is what you wanna do, I'm behind you, I got you. Um. And so taking that chance, even though I lied, I don't recommend y'all lying to nobody. Um, <laughs> it it was the confirmation that, like, yo, this is where you're supposed to be, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And to have that support system, like Bree said, Bree and Monica, you both said your parents were behind you in your faith leap, that's major. And we don't you don't often have that. Um, a lot of people who take faith leaps do it, and we don't have that love and support behind us. So we are lucky that we had someone supporting our <laughs> our dreams. Um, but in this industry, every time that I submit an audition, every time that I, you know, post a piece of content, it is a faith leap of hoping that someone sees it and someone relates with it and someone accepts it. Um, because this industry changes daily. You know, I, I think we're making progress um of what of making sure that representation is there of making sure that we uh include everyone from all types of backgrounds and looks and things like that um but yeah there are many times I wanted to quit the industry there are many times I've had those conversations and I went and got a regular job and I was like nope I can't do this I need I I I I need to be on somebody's set I need to be writing something I need to do a monologue I will go into a British accent just to feel like I'm acting because I miss it so much I I need these things you know And I think that's when you know that you are definitely um meant to be doing something you can't live without it like I I can't live without doing something related to the industry um
0: Gio how dare you make us cry
1: I'm sorry. On like,
0: podcast, we're like, okay, but also, I, but also, I just need y'all to know that my brain is really not what it should be because after I got done crying, I was like, Rita Louise Watkins <laughs> singing does not put food on the table. Singing,
1: singing does not pay the bills.
0: <laughs> even if you had, which should have, could have, would have, and right. I, I, so then I had to stop myself from laughing, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Because I had a whole monologue in my head. Shout out me. to Shirley
1: Ralph, my God, a legend.
0: <laughs> I love it, though. Your family is so dope.
2: I love that. I love that story. Yeah.
0: I want to ask both of you. Because I think the similarity between all of our stories is that we did have strong, and still do, have strong support systems in our family. What would your advice be? Anyone can pick this up. But what would your advice be for someone who is looking to do something, take a leap of faith, and they feel it in their heart. They feel that thing really heavy. But they don't have the support of the people around them.
1: Mm. That's very difficult. Yeah. I say find your people.
2: I was just about to say, you have to have at least one person, like whether it's a friend, it could be, it, it could be honestly a person you haven't even met that you connect yeah. with on social media. You'd be surprised. I love this saying. And it, I mean, I don't love the saying, but I truly believe it. Your biggest supporter sometimes is someone you haven't even met. yeah. And your biggest hater could be someone <laughs> that is like, <laughs> that you know. And just to like, to finish this thought there are so many people when i put out the video that i wanted to move to la so many people on social media that i've never even met but like we just comment on each other's you know on each other's posts and all that Mm -hmm. who reached out and like personally dm me was like i am so proud of you you are like we have faith in you you got this girl like all in all of these support like I was getting emotional because I was like, "Oh my! Like I, I don't even know you. We have never met in person, but you are so supportive. And that is helping me more than anyone ever knows. So just finding at least one person, a friend, a family member, literally anyone. But you do need someone on your side who's rooting for you. Yeah. Really you. you can't do it alone. It takes a team. It takes a village. I'm asking everyone on social media to help me in some way. So like it, it's a group project. It really is.
1: Yeah. Like I... And, and it amazes me like when I post certain things on social media like the love that I get from people who have never met me before or just um, I don't take it lightly at all I used to be like oh these people capping they just being dramatic for the comments but actually seeing the fruit of people that continually come back and watch and support your content saying like yo this makes my day like yo I appreciate that you're taking the time out to do this or that and it's like like wow like You know, because I'll post it and my friends won't even, you know, like it or (laughs) stuff like that. You know, not you, Brie. I I ain't calling no names out. Um, It happens though, yeah. It happens, but it's, but that's the thing. Usually your market is not your friends, or like we try, and, and it may be your friends. I'm not saying that your friends may not support or buy your things, but. You shouldn't look to them to be your core market because there are so many other people out there who um, who need what you are selling or what you're putting out there. You know, Monica is taller than most of her friends. So her relatable market (laughs) is, you know, is out there somewhere waiting to see her journey and relate to it. You know, I think it's dope that you embrace something that um a Lot of women, and I, I've seen a lot of uh, I just saw a post the other day that was like it was three tall women, one was like six two, another one was like six four, and another one was like almost six ten or something like that. Yeah, and they were like, that. Tall girls do it better, and it was just like all this praise for tall women. I immediately thought of Monica, and I was like, I love that the perception of this is being changed because I remember back when I was uh in elementary school, there was a girl that was very tall, and she would get picked on and she would get bullied. For being tall, but the thing is, is that the standard for models back then was you had to be tall and you had to be super thin. And now there's a new, you know, perception where it's like, no, we want all shapes and sizes because Monica is not, you know, a, uh, the standard of the 90s model where they ain't want you eating nothing.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
1: But she's also, you know, this new age form and like Monica, you're gorgeous. Like everything, like you you. every time you (laughs) take a picture, I just be like, Do y'all not see it? (laughs) There's (laughs) no crumbs on the plate. Give her the give her the contract, give her the check. Put her (laughs) because
2: I'm gonna eat. Look, I'm a eating model. So
1: (laughs) I (laughs)
0: wanna I wanna ask though Monica, because this is actually interesting. I feel like, okay, when Taking a leap of faith, you also have to be really confident in who you are and just embrace things about it. You won't be fully. You will have doubts, of course. There, there will be things that you're still working on. But there's a level of confidence that you have to have, again, that goes to that faith. It's, it's a faith confidence. Yes. Um, when I met Monica, I distinctly remember <laughs> she did not wear heels. And I said, because I'm, oh, I'm coming from the
2: very first day I walked in the office with some fish on. That's what I thought oh, you were no, about to
0: say. I forgot about that. But hello. She walked into the office. Okay, all right. We're not going to go. I didn't want to go too far down memory lane. But come so this is me coming off of the background that I have in like managing models and things like that. So when I see tall women, I'm like, oh, okay, you're tall. You should, <laughs> like, I jump in. You should follow. What do you want to do? Because she's gore. like.'" She also she's just tall, she's gorgeous, and she just ticked every box that my photographer and bottle manager had would like love. And so, I tried to get her in heels. I don't remember what it was for, but she said I don't wear heels because I'm already tall. And I was like, yeah, but that's the point because <laughs> I'm short. I'm five three, so I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, put some more, put some more height on it. Like, let's get it. And she's like, no, no, no. And for years, she wouldn't put on heels. And then one year, for her birthday, she walks into the office because she we work we work downtown in Chicago. So she went on her lunch, comes back into the office with these black red bottoms, and just like I bought these for my birthday. So <laughs> I was so excited for her. I was like, "Yes, some heels and heels! Like, come on!" But that's a journey. So Monica, tell us how did you go from a woman who did not wear heels to someone who is now like literally the queen of tall fashion and embracing your height and telling other women who are tall that they can wear heels and, and be tall as well.
2: Yes. Um, that's funny that you remember that. The fact that you remember that's so funny. Um, I, yeah, I was super late. I was a late bloomer uh, with my confidence for sure. Um, I literally was not confident in my height until my mid twenties, which is really sad actually. And I, I, my original TikTok was videos about being a tall girl and how I wore flats to prom, how I wore flat gladiator sandals to prom because you couldn't see my shoes, how I was taller than my prom date, like all of these things. So yeah, we always have, I mean, everyone, even the world's most most gorgeous supermodel has insecurities. We all have it, but I mean, I promised myself here in LA, I am wearing, I brought so many pairs of heels. I'm wearing heels you almost have to fake it until you believe it yourself, which sounds weird. And I know there's so many like sounds like on TikTok and all these things going on right now. Like of if you wake up in the morning and like, and you don't feel it, like, what do you do? You better go back to bed and wake up until you do feel it. Or like, I fake it, I fake it till I make it, you know? Cause like we don't have time to be <laughs> wasting makeup, crying and stuff like we, <laughs> you literally have to wake up and just say, I am that girl, I am that guy, I am that person. I am the main character, and you have to keep that energy and believe it. I literally just went out taking pictures, which I always do, in public with my little tripod in the middle of wherever. It was taking pictures and saw these girls who started laughing, and that happens. You know, it's like you see someone random taking pictures, especially this tall girl in heels, and they were kind of laughing and stuff, and for a split second, I felt how I did years ago. I felt self-conscious. I felt, oh my God, you're wearing these heels. You look way too tall and then you look crazy taking pictures so i got um self-conscious for like a split second and then i remember that i am <laughs> the main character and everyone else around me are just extras in my movie and you almost have to have you almost have to be slightly delusional in that way like no no, no i am famous you should be looking at me like you kind of have to believe that until you just feel comfortable in yourself as a whole so and it So a tip for being confident, honestly, is just to fake it till you make it and to make it till you believe it. Like you should just love every part of you. You shouldn't want to be anyone else besides yourself. I used to want to be other people so badly, like so badly that I like did not want to be myself. Like I would cry about it and it was like such a dramatic thing. But now I don't want to be anyone but myself. And I love that. I finally took me damn near 30 years to get to this point, but I'm never going back now. I love it. I I love it.
0: When Monica said, I remembered who I was, I almost shut the stream down. <laughs> I remember who I was and
2: whose I was, and I was like, I'm going to take these pictures. Yes, you have to. You Sweet. really do. And there's so many people who just lack the confidence and, it. I mean, especially as a young age, because like you said, like there are people who bully people just for any little thing. Like Kids are the yes. worst nowadays. And you really just have to stick up for yourself and stick up for other people too
1: yeah for sure i mean even as grown adults i have people try and bully me on tiktok and i'd be like oh, and it's the always worst. the it's always the profiles with no content and no pictures and i was like i've di- i got blocked by two people this week because i said if you're insecure just say that i know that you were probably bullied as a child but that doesn't mean you need to project on me and they both blocked me both of them
2: And that's what it is. They are projecting their own. I mean, because if you think about it, the saying hurt people, hurt people is, is literally what it is. Like they're just projecting their own insecurities. That's all it is.
0: That's real. I want to wrap us up. We got a few things to do before we get out of here. We've talked about a lot of different things that you need in order to complete this leap of faith. And I just want to call those things out. So I'm going to list some things, and then I want you all to chime in. We are going to get to your memory. That is a part of it as well, Gio. I see you looking around. No, I haven't forgotten you. You have not been forgotten, my son. Um, Ooh, shoulder. That. Okay. That's what the Lord said. So <laughs> in order to – so from for me, what I got from this conversation is, one, you have to hear – and feel hear something from god feel it and really feel it cuz you have to be moved to make the make the move whatever that whatever that is um and then you have to have faith that it's going to work out and give it to god what else would you all add to that
1: um you got to act like you're the main character that's what monica said
2: <laughs> that's what i was about to say
1: you got to act <laughs> like you number 1 on that call sheet every single time even when you number 64
2: Yes. You have to act as if, as if you're already there. To add on to the list, you have to be grateful for your small wins.
0: Mm, That's a great one.
2: Yes. You have to stay moving forward and stay productive and not um, stay down when you're feeling low. Try to bounce back as fast as you can.
0: I think Jasmine, my cousin, just posted on her Instagram an object in motion stays in motion. Yes. And it's so, it, we learn that as kids, but that's really what it is. If you keep moving, it keeps yes. moving.
1: I think people, and with that, like you said, the small wins, I think people think, oh, I have to constantly be doing something major to drop. And I was, no, even the little work that you're doing in the background to get to that next big win, celebrate mm-hmm. that. Um, reward yourself for that. Um, I think. T- we as a people try so hard to, you know, find the major things to celebrate. Listen, if I make it through a day where I I drafted the three videos, I I put them on my, in my multitasker plan of the draft. Get guess, guess who? Uh, guess who? Getting a sweet treat for dinner. Sweet. Guess who's getting something right. sweet? <laughs> <Give> me- <laughs>
2: Not the okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's true though. Also. Reward yourself for the small things that you are doing and try to do something, whether it's small or big, every single day to keep moving forward. That's another thing, too, Um, to try to set short term goals. Mm -hmm. That is also helpful to look. um, Is that nearsighted, farsighted? I don't know, like to look, yeah, like a little bit closer (laughs) Versus looking at the the long-term goal, but just to say, okay, this week, if I can just draft a few of those videos, I will be happy. Yeah. You didn't put them out. Yeah. You didn't complete them, whatever, but you, at least you got a step done. So to just try to do step-by-step as well.
0: Facts. And share your story. Let people know what you're doing. I know we, Some of us grew up in the don't tell people what you got going on until you got it going on. No, share your story. Let people know what you're planning so they can support you along the way. Like Monica Ngo said, social media is a great place to do that because there are people who you have not met yet who are ready to rally for you and behind you. Um, We've all had that experience on this on this episode, and we know people who have had similar experiences experiences so we're not just saying that we don't want you just putting your business out there like it really does make a difference.
2: I know a lot of people are starting businesses and a lot of us are content creators and we're putting a lot of things out on social media but to also not be so concerned about the mass and the majority like if you only are getting a few likes if only a few people are buying your products your your services Be grateful for that, but also know that you could be changing someone's life. For instance, like I was putting out like my Tuesday tall girl videos. And after a while I stopped because I'm like, this is taking up a lot of my time and it's only getting a few likes (laughs) and majority of them is from my family. So I'm like, this is a waste of time. And so I stopped. And as soon as I stopped, some random girl while I was out, came up to me in Chicago and I was out and I was a little intoxicated. So I started crying because I got really emotional and she was like, Oh, my God, I don't know if you know me, but <laughs> I love your Tuesday tall girl videos. And like, why would you stop doing it? And like, I miss them. And I used to watch them with my boyfriend. And it was like, a, like a fun thing that we did together. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, you actually liked my videos. And I like to start crying. It was so dramatic. But I was just like, yo, like one person, like if one or two people really like yourself, like that should be enough, because why are you really doing this? If your main goal is just to do things for money. That, that can't be your why. You need to figure out your why, and it needs to be a bigger purpose. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, I need to continue putting out this content and just all of this in general. Like, I'm doing this for a reason.
0: No, that's very true. I think, I just think this episode has covered so much for us, because it was definitely a therapy session, tears were shed, but also for other people listening and just looking to make, or maybe you're not looking, but you're in a faith like it's time. Um, I, I think this is like a great foundation for being able to move it forward. Monica, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story with us. I reluctantly yield the mic to Gio to close us out with his 10 years ago today. I don't know what's about to happen. So I don't even know if this is a great idea to close us this way, but I am taking a leap of faith. And knowing that it will all work out in the way that it was supposed to. No pressure, Gio. Where were you 10 years ago?
1: Um, This actually ties back to the first reason I thought that Monica moved to L.A. Um, Because apparently reality TV has been following me for a while. But 10 years ago, just got my email from MTV for the real world, moving on to the next round. As you guys know, I did not end up doing the real world. But I... I kind of blocked my own opportunity with that, thankfully. Um, they. So this was around the time when real world started to like throw these random themes in there. Mm-hmm. And so because I was already familiar with the industry at this point, I know like if producers are asking certain questions, it because it, it has something to do with what they're trying to throw into the show. And they were very heavily asking questions, first about dating life, then relationships, and then they were going very hard on asking questions about my ex. And I just broke up with this um, young lady. Um, (laughs) And it was a very bad breakup. The relationship was bad, everything, it was just all bad. And so I did not wanna give them information about her. Um, And if you guys know anything about these casting processes, Monica, you know, they get information oh, yeah. from your family and some of your friends oh, they were yeah. they called my mother they called my best friend at the time um and i feel like they called my older brother they called they called a few people that are on my list to try and get information on my ex and each person would tell me like hey they're asking about her do you want us to talk about her and i'm like no and they're like hey we really want you on the show but it's just you know This is certain information that we need to move you forward in the process. And I was like, You guys wouldn't need this much information on my ex if you guys weren't trying to involve her in the show. So, of course, a couple months later, the preview for the new season comes out and it's called Real World Explosion. (laughs) (laughs) And so, after these people were in the house for a month, they sent them on vacation. And when they came back, their exes had moved into the house. Mm -hmm. And I said, See, God knew, and I knew, and I took a leap of faith and said no.
2: Yeah.
1: Could it have been a great opportunity for me that, you know, spiraled into something bigger? Sure. But could y'all have seen the first murder in real world history? (laughs) Oh,
2: right. So (laughs) I trusted your gut, and that's a great, hey,
0: just I do really want to say, I do want to say, Gio, that did actually wrap us up perfectly. In in with the final thought of, every leap of faith is not going to be moving towards a yes. Sometimes it does mean moving towards a no. So with that said, I'm going to say no more. To Anything else for today? We're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know I'm still working on my transitions and my closes, so this is gonna have to do for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you again, Monica, for joining us, geo for co hosting with us. Until next time, hey y'all. I see your face. You want to you want to Come to the crib. Let's, it. let's
2: chop it up. Tonight you be, be a
1: superstar,
2: a superstar. baby. Yeah. You Let's get into it